0: Night Quest: The Search for a Better Story. You're listening to The Run. It is the run. This is the run. It's Hi, hello, how are you doing? This is The Run, a comic book podcast about runs, be it creators, characters, or sagas. I'm your host, David Boyce. With me, as always, is Jonathan Kovacs. How are you
1: doing, sir? Uh, happy New Year there, Dave. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Yeah, we had a week off
0: because of the holidays, so apologize to all six people out there right now. <laughs> and from the other side of the globe, somewhere in China, Christopher Boyce,
2: how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. I didn't realize I was in China right now. But, well,
0: it's the other uh, side of the globe, so it could technically be anywhere. could be. So we are looking at Night Quest The Search. This was a series that was going congruent with the Crusade at the time, but it was in the smaller Bat titles as well as Justice League for some reason. I, I guess they didn't want to go into the detective and the the, the main titles too much while well, Bruce was running around the background. The books in this collection was justice league task force five and six, which was the extreme version of justice league, uh, legends of the dark Knight 59 through 61 shadow of the bat, 21 through 23 and Robin number seven writers, Denny O'Neill. Ugh. We're going to talk about him quite a bit. Alan Grant, Chuck Dixon, artists, Sal Valletto, Brett Blevins, Ron Wagner, Eduardo Barreto and Tom Grummet. so, we talked about how we never read this before, or if, have you have you guys read this before, Jonathan? Uh, not before we had to read
1: this.
2: And, yeah. Uh, Chris? I have never read this run before, this part of the uh, run. You know,
1: I, I apologize. You know what? I don't know how, but I did randomly have issue six of Justice League Task Force, because mm-hmm. I remember a lot of images in there. And I had that. I had no idea what was going on, but I do remember it, because I remember specifically the scene where they jump out of the building. I remember the one guy being all freaking out about the smoke. What's the girl's name? Gypsy? Yeah. Like the scene where she jumps out of the window and the way her body's contorted. I don't know why. Probably because I was a teenager at the t- or preteen and <clears throat> girl's wearing a bikini outfit basically. So we're not getting into that. But I did read that. But I had no idea what it was doing or what the story was. So yeah. I you were mean, just a dumb kid just picking up something. Well, I don't even know how I got a hold of the issue, honestly. But yeah, I, I know that I read that. But that's about it.
0: I hated this book so much and I was under a time crunch. But I'm pretty sure that I found out the reason why this was never reprinted in any Nightfall collection until recently.
1: Because it was bad?
0: It is, yeah, it is not good. This seems to be a black mark for DC in general. Every time there was a Nightfall reprint, and there was quite a few since 93, the search was never collected until 2018. And that was for the completists out there in general for the entire omnibus collections
1: if it had been written a little bit better it could have been not stellar but it could have been worthwhile because again there's parts to it that makes sense that it should have been collected a while ago the whole him looking for the doctor and jack drake and then the eventual outcome of what happens with all that and healing process that goes along with it is crucial to the overall story but too many bald men with really bad ponytails, and too much jumping around the globe, <laughs> yeah. and it's a really honestly the scheme was actually a decent one. The the bad guys' yes. plot, okay. And I okay. thought his the plan was actually plan. kind of good, okay. Because if, in all honesty, if if Bruce hadn't been on the tail of it or a trail of it, he probably could have gotten away with this because of what what he was doing, right? Um, but it was just poorly executed and. Bruce was an asshole and an idiot the whole time. I think too, Chris.
0: What did you think this was going to be about? What did you think the story beats were going to be?
2: I assumed that it would be kind of. <laughs> I thought it would be kind of similar to what they did with you know Bruce doing his thing, trying to do his Batmaning, but his back is still fucked up. So Alfred scolding him, you know, you're you're hurting yourself, and them trying to find Doctor Kin solving, and that is more or less what we got. But there's just so much terrible execution and bullshit in it that just is ridiculous to me
0: did you know obviously you didn't because this character never showed up before but did you have an idea of who kidnapped jack drake and dr consolving let me let me set this no
2: up i'm sorry fucking idea
0: and let me set this up the search is like i said going on while Azrael is running around as batman during the who rules the night part of the storyline bruce's doctor slash girlfriend and robin's father were both kidnapped by terrorists and Bruce is going off to search for them while Azrael is taking care of Gotham city. So this is all Bruce's side story and his quest to find them as well as heal to become Batman again. And you said you had no idea who would have no idea at all. I thought it was Ra's al Ghul because I know Ra's al Ghul is involved later down the line in the Batman titles within a few years. And I thought Bruce got healed by a Lazarus pit. Right, well, Rachel Ghoul
1: kidnapped these people. Well, I was waiting for you mentioned the crystals a long time ago, and I'm like, I think you missed the mark on that because I don't remember seeing them there anywhere. Bad, I could bad have, Wicca somewhere?
0: Yeah, I, I guess I seriously thought this was going to be Bruce going after Rachel Gould, which what I would, I totally would have accepted over this. So let's kind of just get into. It the... would have
2: made a lot more sense considering that he was also created by Denny O'Neill.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. And I, Denny O'Neill takes point on most of these stories, except for... Or Shadow... No, Shadow the Bat is Alan Grant. But Denny O'Neill writes a majority of this story. It shows. It super shows. Because everyone's talking in Silver Age type bullshit that we talked about before in sort of Azrael, where people are just jumping up in the air and explaining what they're doing instead of letting the artists do their job. Yeah, But we start off with Bruce Landing in Santa Prisca, looking for consult Dr. Consolving and Jack Drake, when we get these... Cartoon character looking fucks on a hill saying, can I make him screech like a monkey uncle? Monkey comma uncle. We will see you little rascal. You little dickens. And I already hate this. It's the first page in and I yeah. already fucking hate this <laughs> I, book. I
1: hate the, uh, his nephew is mentally challenged or something. And I just hate the character. And he yeah, says screech he's... like a monkey like 57 times, I swear.
0: Denny O'Neill relies on that a lot. Santa Prisca is supposed to be a more Central American these are straight-up-looking white dudes yeah. that sometimes say hola or some Spanglish here and there, and it's kind of weird.
2: I don't think it says uh, the guy's name until the next issue and just in Task Force 6, so you're just kind of wondering. I guess his name is Uncle Tio, and Uncle Tio is by far the worst bad villain since Metalhead.
0: Man, I- I'll have to convince you that Metalhead's good one of these days when you come <laughs> over. Yeah. Never. I just wrote cartoon characters, and then I wrote in the margin later in my notes – Baddies, Tio and Sobrino, They names show up later. It, he he does a bad job of setting these guys up. However, once Bruce and Alfred get onto these this private airfield that they're looking over when they touch down, Alfred just straight up gives a Big Daddy Kane reference.
1: Yeah, I like that. Which That's interesting. which
0: is yeah, it's super weird for Denny O'Neill to be on the pulse of hip hop. I don't know. Bruce has got a giant fucking wheelchair. Not to this length of. Professor Xavier, but it's the, it's the back ex. chair.
1: Yeah, it's the Deus Ex chermica. Yeah, it really is. Which I I don't know, I'm impressed by the by the bat chair i yeah, like
0: it it'll get him out of any situation so it doesn't matter if he's crippled at this point it has gas uh, electrical blasts it can move him around wherever he needs to go so yeah harold built this contraption for him as he mentions offhandedly and at this point i'm just wondering why harold just didn't build him bionic legs because
1: later down the line bruce can just start walking well i have a theory about that at the end of it she uses her power and one shot and completely heals him i'm gonna say that she was Gradually able to heal him a little bit, and that's why he was able. That's the only thing I'm going with because he straight up goes from being in the wheelchair the next issue
0: to walking on a cane.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if any normal human would be like, No, because it's that excruciating, but he has that much of a drive that he's completely ignoring the pain. I would believe that, but I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm no doctor expert on broken backs, right, and all that other stuff, so I don't know if it's. Possible that somebody could do that. They'd just be in so much excruciating pain that he's just ignoring it, but that's besides the point.
0: Yeah, after the first few issues, we just get him doing sit ups with weighted stuff and push ups and pull ups, and he can walk with the assistance of a cane. I or crutches or whatever yeah you're. I was completely flabbergasted by that I know a lot of time has taken place between this but they made it seem like he was paralyzed forever and I thought he was too but it's a pretty weird jump from going from a wheelchair to a cane but he's pretty mobile for what he's doing and he's starting to fight dudes left and right I thought this all was going to take place in Santa Prisca and then he was going to go to Afghanistan or wherever Rachel Gould usually is he gets help from the Justice League task force and he does this convoluted thing of Bruce is putting makeup on but still look like Bruce Wayne in order to fool the Justice League members to make it look like like he's a guy in Bruce Wayne makeup. Yeah, it's well. Actually, I I, I like that idea. It's an easy idea, but the way they brought it across was pretty convoluted in its own way. Yeah, Chris, these Justice League members. Do you know any of them that helped Bruce?
2: So I know Green Arrow, but in number five, hope you weren't uh, anticipating getting a Green Arrow style story because he literally shows up in one panel, even though he's on the cover. Yeah, number he, five,
0: he's on Overwatch of Bruce's apartment yeah. while he's. Hanging out down there. I
2: knew who Bronze Tiger was. I've seen him in other stories. I always forget how awful he looks half the time with yeah. his he costume. Everyone, he was he's like on-again, off-again. Yeah, he was okay. in
0: Suicide Squad a lot. All right. He's just a martial artist. There's no powers yeah. to him. He has a goofy-looking
1: outfit. Yeah, because I remember superhero. him being on the TV show Arrow, that he's available villain basically for hire. Um, and then again, Played by Michael J. White. <laughs> yep. And... More recently, he was in Tom King's run of Batman as a a gun for hire type thing. But a Gypsy, I knew about though, but not really. That's the other thing.
0: These guys all show up one by one. They don't know they're together. Bronze Tiger's the only one that shows up and meets Bruce at the airport to help fend off the the gagly cartoon characters that were scoping him out when he landed. And then Gypsy shows up later and. He's like, I didn't know you were going to be... If you're going to enlist to help the Justice League, why wouldn't you have them all come? Because they also don't know Green Arrow's there.
2: Was the Task Force... Uh, wasn't that like an Amanda Waller thing? It was kind of like a spin on like Checkmate or Suicide Squad, but with Justice League. Yeah, it Because I really don't know the story behind it.
0: Justice League Task Force was the league that did the dirty stuff. Think of X-Force. That's, yeah, it's Justice League X-Force. It's their right. X-Force, only worse. Really bad, yeah. yeah. The Justice League eventually find them after a bunch of cat and mouse. Uh, and by them, I mean Jack Drake and Consolving. Uncle T.O., Hands them off to a guy named Mr. Asp. Like the snake, not ass. Yeah, because we get the nice shot of him holding a snake cane in the helicopter. Yeah, which I thought was... I thought there was people like the Serpent Society and Batman. I could have sworn there was a snake. Like, man, I figured that was the villain. But no, it's some lame Ben and Jerry's looking motherfucker with a vest suit or a a pocketed vest
1: and a ponytail. They literally just do nothing but see them get on a helicopter.
0: Yeah. The, the justice league fail, the, the kidnappers hand them off to a guy named Mr. Asp. That's it. Nothing happened. It was was just a reason to go back to Santa Prisca for no reason.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that kind of makes me laugh about it is that uh, Mr. Asp's, Grasp's plan basically all falls apart because instead of and, and they explain later on that the reason he had some business dealings in Santa Prisca so I guess that's why he used the thugs from there. There's no point to have the layover in Santa Prisca. They should have just straight up went to London or England like they do. Yeah. And if they if if they had done that, they might have figured out where they were eventually, but not right away because the, the layover in Santa Prisca gave Bruce time to get there and then kind of track them going somewhere else. right? If they had just grabbed them and sent them right to London, his whole plan might have worked, and it might have taken them a lot just longer. Streamline.
0: Just streamline your whole plan. That's all. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it was just... It, there was no point for them to go to Santa Prisco whatsoever. Yeah. None.
0: Yeah. I thought maybe Bane was going to show up again.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. They go back there eventually by the end of the story, correct? Prisco, yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, okay, that makes sense to me a little bit, but not even. Like, it's just... There's a lot of globe trotting for, for
0: no, no reason. reason. Yep. Chris, do you have any other... Thoughts on this part of the story?
2: The end of Justice League Task Force number five, um, although they are drawn differently than we uh, have seen before, and being that Danny O'Neill did write this book, our old friend uh, missile launchers show up again <laughs> and blow up a hotel. <laughs> I was hoping you'd mention that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think we're up to five now, if I'm not mistaken, for the missile launcher count. Maybe yeah.
0: Four or five. That's the other thing I saw when I saw Denny O'Neill was writing this, and I I immediately thought of missile launcher count going up by at least three.
2: So yeah, they they go off
0: to London. Consoling Asp and Jack Drake all go off to London, and we get a superhero over here named the Hood who is busting some people for offloading cigarettes. That's who we're cutting to now. Alan Grant. I don't. I'm not. All right. I'm going to sound like a comic skater, but I'm not. I'm far from that fucking bullshit. But Alan Grant, and I'm fine with politics being in comic books. It doesn't bother me at all. It's, it's long as it's not blatantly looking you in the fucking face and saying, this is bad, or this is the way things are run. Because he straight up has this guy, the hood, who looks a lot like Asriel, essentially. Yeah. And he has a declaration of how these guys who are offloading cigarettes to sell them on the black market that cigarettes can give you cancer and smuggling loses taxes to help the unfortunate. It pulled me right out and it made it seem like that Grant was trying to get that point across, which you can do. It's just no superhero is going to say that to these thugs. He's just going to beat them up. Maybe say it in a thought bubble or a box or something like that.
2: This is honestly the worst introduction for a new character superhero ever because he's, like you said, he's going on about taxes with cigarette smugglers. Yeah. Um... And it's just his his costume does harken back to Azrael, but we end up seeing no type of connection with that. And he's supposed yeah. to be English, so he has this white costume with a red cross, but it's like a iron cross, so he looks like a crusader. But I think they should have been more going towards a uh, a Saint George cross, which is the English flag. Yes, but it's just totally fucked, <laughs> and yep. yeah, the hood sucks.
0: And after all that, Bruce dresses up. As Batman asks for his help on a roof, he gets his attention by a flare or a signal or something. To that he uh,
1: sends the the hood. <laughs> the hood has a flashlight, I yes. guess, to alert police that he did something. <laughs> and then Batman flashes the bat symbol or a, a similar flashlight with a bat symbol, and then he traces it back to Bruce. Yeah, standing there. Yeah. yeah, and I thought this was
0: a flashback at first because these Shadow of the Bat titles and the Legends of the Dark Knight titles that these take place in are side stories or stories that have happened in the past. That, yeah. that gimmick goes away once they start getting into the crossovers because they just need the real estate they to need tell the, the space, story. Yeah. yeah. So I was Which completely actually, confused. I kind of hate
1: that they do that, personally. Yes. Because they should not... These titles shouldn't have any connection to the current story. Well, Shadow of the Bat, you could have did this all in Shadow of the Bat, but that wasn't a bi-monthly book, so they wouldn't have been able to do it as quickly. That's probably where it should have all been done is Shadow of the Bat. Legends of the Dark Knight, it shouldn't have taken up that real estate, but that's a whole different... Yeah. Yeah. So Batman's talking to this hood about how he needs
0: help of getting information on someone. We find that after he convinces the hood to do it, cause he's Batman, you see that he's propped himself up on a pole with rope tied around his waist.
1: Batman at least actually gives him a decent, uh, lead on some crooks that are going to import some cocaine, which is yeah. a better thing to bust than cigarettes. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that was his
0: proposal. He's like, I need this from MI five, their version of the secret service over in England. There's this shipment of Coke coming in from Gotham and a few, Days that you can bust, just help me out here. The hood does that, he gets information on Mr. Asp so Bruce can track him down. And Mr. Asp, like I mentioned before, is some Ben Jerry's looking motherfucker with a ponytail, glasses. He's older, he owns this giant manor estate over in England in a village.
2: Uh, i say he has a little bit more than just the worst pony cut ever. He has like a straight up ring around his head and is just balding with a ponytail. It's the most ridiculous haircut I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. Well, ponytails were the big rage around this time. Yeah. Well, like I don't looks, I mean, like look I said, at night
1: Asp has that horrible egg looking bald spot. And then the, uh, the uncle from the first two books, kind of the same thing. He has like a long hair ponytail and he's really bald too. It looks like a freaking giant ask ostrich egg inside of a nest yeah. because the, the hair yeah. just goes around it and it's just like, it's just, I realized ponytails were the rage, but oh my God, he, he looks horrible.
0: Yeah. We, we find out that Mr. Asp is conducting this plan with the help of his old psyop buddies from Russia, Colonel Vega and Yuri. Yuri's just a big thug. They, he has a secret jail cell where he's holding Dr. Consolving and Jack Drake. He only has Jack Drake there in, in order for her to cooperate or else he would kill Drake. Nothing else there really matters for him. We uh, find out that they have powers. I didn't know this until now. I thought Kinsolving dies as well because we never see her again after this. I mean, for different reasons. But I figured she was just going to get murdered halfway through this story as well. She has to cooperate with his plan that he doesn't really reveal yet or else... Jack dies. I have written here, Alfred is shaming sex workers and the homeless. Very
1: rude. I just think it's interesting, though. Like you said, we, we only discover she has powers, and it's only in conjunction with Asp. Whenever he's around, their powers work.
0: Was that the case? I thought she could do it, but he only amplifies it.
1: Well, no. Like, that's what I was getting at. That I think it's supposed to be that they're like the Fenris twins. Their powers only work there they're around each other. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. No. Uh, I don't know. I, there, there's a part of me that believes she could, because she straight up, guy cuts himself... And she tests her powers with Asp there enhancing it, and he literally almost cuts his arm off, and she straight up heals it, yeah, back to normal. I would like to believe that she can slowly heal her patients on her own, and I'm gonna. That's why I'm saying like why Bruce yeah. all of a sudden can start to walk around on crutches because she was healing him.
0: She doesn't know he was there though until later. No, no, no. I'm talking about whenever she was treating him right oh, after, after oh, the gotcha, back got gotcha.
1: broken. Eh, uh, that's I'm not a no saying, prize. Yeah, I, yeah that's I'm like a saying, no prize. I'm not saying healing. that it. They, they never address it. I'm just. That's what I'm gonna believe. Right. And that's the only way I'm gonna believe the rest of the story happens, where he can just straight up get out of the chair and start walking around. Basically, yeah.
0: Bruce also gets super horny. Don't worry, I don't have any fan fiction this time. Uh, <laughs> his, He gets starts dreaming of Catwoman, Poison Ivy, Talia. All these people he's bagged over the years. And now none of them moved him more than Dr. Consolving.
2: There's two pages of him getting in the bone zone. Yeah. And the last one (laughs) shows (laughs) Consolving. The last one shows him with Consolving. And because she has, you know, really short hair and, Everything has like a bronze hue over it. I thought it was a dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it just, it took me for a loop for a second. See, I'm yeah.
1: actually, I was actually kind of surprised that they went this route. And here's the other thing though, too. Before the search, did Bruce ever mention that he loved her? Yeah, he had the
0: hots for her, but it wasn't anything super serious at the scene. It seemed like there was going to be a relationship down the line.
1: But he jumps right into, he, he's a desperate incel. Because well, he wants like, to marry her. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, apparently we missed a lot of stuff that they didn't publish. I applaud DC, actually, for going with the race relations thing with this. Because I don't think they could get away with Bruce falling in love with a black woman today. I guess well, they could. They would get flack I think, for it from I those think they shitty would, say, Yeah, everyone, Yeah, they would.
2: The fucking nerds would cry foul on it.
1: They would. And it would be a shame that they would do that. And they're assholes for it. But exactly. I just feel that in the early 90s, doing it then was... Above and beyond what a lot of other things were doing, I think. I, well, I, we, I also, could be wrong, we also wrong, but this is be looking at it
0: now. Access to the internet where we don't have to hear everyone's fucking opinion, like our own. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true, but it, no, I I applaud them for going this route. Is what I'm getting. Yeah, at. I mean, because I feel like in the early '90s, this is it, it's still a lot taboo to a lot of people, like we said. But in yeah. the early '90s, it was it shouldn't have been a problem, and it still shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. But the fact that they went this route, I applaud them for yeah, doing it.
2: absolutely. They did it without bringing it up even. Oh, she's black. They never did that. They just, she is what she is and they don't bring it up. And I think that's the proper way to do it. And nowadays it's like they have to bring it up or acknowledge it or something or else the fucking nerds are going to be mad. Yeah. Well,
0: both parties are going to be upset no matter. Yes, exactly. Which is just fucking insane if anything you should be mad about i don't know denny o'neill writing your story <laughs> denny o'neill i also have it written out here i'll try to look for him while we're going through this but he loves the word slut he fucking loves the word slut and he has asked constantly calling consoling a slut and it's very jarring like i'm not offended by it but it's just whoa settle down there guys this is a, well, I, technically I if- this
1: is for kids as well See that—that'd be the thing—is we have to look up the meaning of that word because I think we.
0: Slut is just a derogatory term. I mean, we know what it is. It's it's another. It's a derogatory term for a prostitute or a sex worker, but no one uses it in a positive light. Yeah. Okay. All all right. That's fine. There is no hidden meaning or two sides to it. It's just. It's just a derogatory word towards a woman, and it's it's not as bad as saying cunt. It's it's still out there. (laughs) No, I mean I've, I've read Batman fan fiction of him pumping getting pumped by selena so
1: okay yeah i'll agree that it is it was very jarring that well because later on it turns out that he's her brother yes and the fact that he's calling her that and it's and then they get into some really deep uh shit with uh their parents and i'm like okay i wasn't expecting that either. yeah
0: the the usual evil parent storyline this this manner that asp is in he inherited it and it has to have like a when he inherited it or bought it or whatever, it has a ball or a gala of some sort that's always been hosted there. And he decides to go along with it just to keep him undercover and not suspicious. Plus it's also useful and beneficial for his plan later on where with Colonel Vega and Yuri, he's building this goofy VR helmet, which well, he said earlier, Consolving can heal, but also she can hurt people. It's either or, and he can amplify that. So his whole plan is to use Consolving's pain powers, and with his VR helmet, he can amplify those pain powers and kill anyone on the planet, as long as he thinks about them. Yes. That is his plan. It is the most convoluted, stupid plan. Well, not the most stupid. There's worse. No, no. I
1: think, I think how he gets to it is convoluted, but I think the plan as a the weapon, I think that that's actually a pretty decent weapon.
0: But if you're going to give someone powers out of nowhere with no explanation how they manifest... No, no, no,
1: no, no. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the road to get to the weapon is ridiculous yeah the weapon idea itself is pretty good because hey you can think about anyone and just murder them exactly and he holds ransom for the president later yes. to get money and if nobody knew like if bruce wasn't on his trail he probably could have gotten away with this yeah. and it would probably take them a while to find find him. Yeah, well, if, if if Bruce hadn't been on the trail, is what I'm getting at. But you could be the pessimist and say, well, if Bruce was never there, then that plot never happens.
0: <laughs> no one wants to read a book and all of a sudden, everyone's just dead for no reason. He's just like, oh, we'll never figure this out. It's just- Chris, what did you think about this stupid VR helmet that I'm framing in a bad light?
2: <laughs> uh no, I did not think it was all that great it's just this this backstory for dr Kinsolving just kind of came out of nowhere with no illusion at all if she would have mentioned earlier like yeah i lived in a foster home or something and as she did i didn't catch it how old is Kinsolving with this guy because they're supposed to be around the same age
0: fuck i just realized that yeah
2: this dude looks old as fuck
0: he's definitely old he this ass looks like he's in his 60s Well,
1: yeah, but there's people that are – I mean, uh, what's his name when we graduated high school as bald as uh, cue ball Huh?
2: Um,
1: One of the guys in our our graduating class. Oh, this is an inside baseball thing. No one listening
0: to this is going to know who you're talking about. No, (laughs) they're not. They're not going to know. But,
1: uh, well, similar to my comment, a couple of issues. Roger
0: Rogerston was bald when we were seniors. There you go.
1: Well, there's a couple of guys in our class I think actually was <laughs> yes.
0: pretty bald. Yeah. So
1: yeah, you know the name I, I couldn't think of their names, but um, but I mean you know people age differently. Don't get me wrong, it's stupid.
0: Yeah, this guy definitely looks like he's in his 60s. But like oh, yeah. Chris, you said yeah. in their backstory where they're adopted by an evil foster dad and a mom that doesn't do anything but just watch and dotes on. They're the same age. They're like seven or eight.
2: Yeah, you know Asp looks like he's drawn with like wrinkles and he's bald and he has white hair and all that stuff and it's all things kind of young. It's just, it looks like there's a huge age gap between them. Right.
1: Maybe that's the dangers of smoking. I don't know. know. Yeah, I'm surprised (laughs) Alan
0: Grant didn't make him smoke in his issues or something like that. (laughs) You mentioned it gets dark with their backstory. The the parent beats them, but at one point, They uh, Batman or not Batman? Bruce hunts down Consolving's mother and asks if he was such a racist. Why did he adopt a black child and it was just his excuse to get away with it? Which was kind of fucked up. Don't get me wrong; it was it was fucked up. But I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just it's just a well, I mean it is wrong. But for the story itself, it's pretty dark, and it shows how evil someone could be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, no, you're right. Because I mean, there's just (laughs) like I'm only adopting this kid so I can get away with smacking people that aren't my own race. And I'm just like, holy fuck. All right. He's a, he's a piece of shit.
2: So when she says that, and then she ends up biting it a second later, it doesn't make you feel bad for her.
0: Yeah. Because she just went along with it because she said, that's what you're supposed to do back in the day. And listen to your husband, which kind of sucks, but also she, she sucks for letting it happen. Asp thinks about the mother gets her got by the stupid VR helmet because we, we glossed over it. But this, this ball, this party was an excuse for him to, Test the helmet. Test the helmet out and kills everyone in this little tiny
2: English village. Called Monkley. Monkley, yeah. Which And every time I read it, I just thought of Shrek yelling, Donkey! 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 <laughs> also
0: before us, we're jumping all over the place, but there's just some other... There's no point to yeah.
2: jump over because this is just bad.
0: Yeah, there's more of... Uh, well, Bruce Alan, in- Alan Grant wants to tell you that... Fox hunting is bad, but it is kind of fucked up. Yeah, it is. No, I agree. But like I said, the way he does this is it's essentially someone turning to you and face you like fourth wall breaking style and saying, don't do this. This is bad. Instead of trying to make it natural, because Bruce, before he comes to this party, he sees these hunters hunting down a fox like the old style red coated English hunters. And then these anarchists, I suppose, jump out of nowhere and stop them from killing the fox, which was fine. And we find out that one of them is the hood because Bruce recognizes the way he moves around and his stature, which I, we've established before is a thing because that's happened in with Bane. Yes, <coughs> <laughs> which which you hate. And while Bruce is walking around, his cane is now the Deus Ex Machina weapon. Because it's full of gas darts and trank darts that never miss. And- <laughs> well,
1: you know, why not? Because the penguin has umbrellas. So yeah, why can't he have a king? I, I guess. I'm surprised he didn't actually just steal some of the umbrellas that he probably had in his cave and just use those instead. Because why not try and keep the rain off you, too? Yeah. There's a really
0: bad James Bond joke when uh, he sees the hood in his civilian anarchist clothes. He introduces himself as Cross, George Cross. <laughs> yes. Made me fucking roll my eyes. When Bruce shows up to this party before everyone dies at this ball, he shows up as Sir Grey, and they go out of their way to give him English words and verbiage. Cheerio, pip-pip. What, governor? it kind of makes sense, because he... But no one else is saying... <laughs> everyone else is speaking normal, but Bruce is going out of his way to look like an asshole.
1: I know he's supposed to fit in, and it's supposed to give you the impression that he's... Yeah, but you know, like, his he's story, because he visits the house before the party starts. And he says that he's been away for so many years. Like he yeah, grew up he in was, that house. His family owned that house. So you could say that he, whenever he grew up, even though he wasn't in the area that his parents still kept the slang. I, 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 you I'm reaching, making so many. Excuses yeah. I'm, I'm reaching right now. Oh, I'm not making any excuses for the story. It's I'm well, not no saying prizes. it's good. Yeah.
2: Another thing was you mentioned earlier when Alfred's getting huffy about England and everything. You know He's supposed to be the perfect English butler, but I never really think of Alfred being from England, and it wasn't until this story clicked where I was just like, oh, Alfred's in his hometown, or he's from London or whatever." That's just kind of weird, right?
0: Yeah, you kind of forget about that unless they go out of his way to say, I'm from England, I'm Alfred, and I'm English. Um, <laughs> we talked about the party, we talked about how Asp's stupid plan. The hood shows up at the end to find out what happened and just helps Bruce dispatch of Asps, goons that were collecting bodies for research on this whole plan. Alfred survives this whole attack while this is going on by going for a walk in the woods. So he was out of range. At the party, also, Bruce sees Consolving there, and she plays stupid and doesn't recognize who she is. And she says, get away from me.
1: See, I don't think... That's the part that kind of bothers me the most about this story, too, is that Bruce is madly in love with her, apparently. First off, he's wearing makeup. He doesn't look anything like Bruce Wayne because he's got the uh, red hair. He's got the... mustache. The goofy lamb chops, mutton chops with a mustache going across. Big old monocle. Yeah. He looks like Teddy Roosevelt. He just comes up to her and says, "Um, it's me. I'm saying she's like pretty much... Shell shocked. I mean, she's been kidnapped and she's been forced. She's like tired. She's exhausted. Yeah. Like, I don't think she can actually even recognize who it is. and Well, no,
0: she later lets on that she. Well, knows. she says that. Whatever.
1: But it's not like she's going to flat out say, oh, yeah, hi, and admit to it because she's already under so much other stress right. and whatever.
0: Unless it's his voice that changed. You know, he's he used his regular Bruce voice. Which
1: you would think that Asp would like freak out too because he would all of a sudden he's talking in a different voice. And so he immediately turns on her. And after all this. His line is, I swear on the lives of every innocent who died tonight. I swear on the feelings that Chandra betrayed. I will find the woman I loved, past tense there, loved, and bring her to justice. Yeah. He's- for, for the world's greatest detective, he's a really big dick. And he's a big... Well,
0: that's what they're <laughs> called.
1: Yeah, well... He just jumps to conclusions about a lot of this. And it kind of annoys me that he just turns on a dime. Of, he loves her. He, he eventually proposes to her. Yeah. He turns on a dime faster than anybody I've ever read in half this stuff. And just, it just kind of annoyed me that they – I don't know. Yeah, he
0: he, figure, he figures that Consolving has turned and helped Asp with all this uh, nonsense. Oh, yeah, they also save Jack Drake. Who fucking cares? He gets shipped back to America. Yeah, yeah yeah it's so weird also when she's before he makes that decision when they're going away when asp escapes with her after this whole thing goes down via helicopter bruce mopes like a bitch and says oh no well she wouldn't want me anyways calling out to her and he's mad because she didn't recognize him and she didn't want to stay with him or something like that and he's like oh i guess she doesn't like me anymore it's just i don't know this is like denny o'neill's never met a woman before or he mad fell madly in love with a woman once and she had not the same feeling. And this was after five minutes of talking to her or some shit. It's just, I, yeah,
1: it's, it's very poorly. Written. Fifth grade
0: romance. Yes, exactly. This is and like, it fifth doesn't grade make romance. any sense to me. And uh, <laughs> it's
2: a bit cringy.
0: A doctor yells and chies at Bruce for his back, which will happen again. Next issue. This is a recurring theme. So ass tells Chandra, he abhors violence, but she will be forced to cooperate with some weird drug to comply just to force her to do whatever he wants once she injects it. But she easily kicks his ass. But Yuri, stops her and they inject her with the drug anyways. And then he says, did you think I would let you leave this room unguarded? Silly slut. Yeah. He, well, we talked about that. He calls her a slut all the time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the many times she's called a slut, but I just caught that one in my notes. Oh, dirty pick and slut later. That's a
1: uh, flashback from her dad. Yeah, yeah
0: it's it's super yikes. Asked once Sir Grey found and dead since he has some type of connection with Chandra and he has a feeling that he's going to come after her. Sir yeah, Grey so, being Batman or Bruce, I should say.
1: Yeah, after they – So, they, so they're in, they interview her mother whenever they find out that the two of them actually were adopted and they witness – whenever Chandra kills their mother, they actually – they're talking to her and they witness it. And right after that, uh, they kill Gray, whatever. What's his name? Sir Gray. Yeah.
0: He tries to kill Sir Gray, but he's not actually that person, so it doesn't work. You can't kill imaginary people. Yeah,
1: Bruce gets a headache from it, so it's like a weird... He's like, if um, I was in the
0: Sir Gray persona, I would have died, which makes me wonder how this works. (laughs) So if he would pretend to be Sir
1: Gray at that time, would he have died? I'm going to say yes. I think he would have just turned into a vegetable, because it's like he kills like... it's. Bruce was like, he can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, stupid. It, it's, it's a very goofy situation.
2: They're bringing in some psychic rules very late into the game, and they're playing real loose with the rules. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have no fucking idea what's going on. Absolutely.
0: Now that Jack Drake's gone, he's using this drug as well as making her remember her racist father in order to get her angry enough to use the pain powers. He makes a declaration of he wants $50 billion. He demands $50 billion. Or else the president of the United States dies, which is a goofy amount of money.
1: Why? Because is that a lot? That's
0: just way too. Theoretically, what are you going to do with fucking $50 billion as one person? I don't know. Wouldn't even know how to spend a million. It's just an obsession. Take
1: take 10% of that and build a wall?
0: Oh, they're topical. Um, (laughs) Jonathan wants a wall, everyone. (laughs) I know I don't. (laughs) I see you wearing your lock her up shirt. Bruce is in, they're back in Gotham at this point when this declaration is made, we don't really need to get into nitty gritty of every little beat. Alfred quits because Bruce won't rest. In this hospital, he's at another another hospital and Alfred quits out of protest because Bruce won't listen to him. O'Neill, <laughs> for all the shit we give him, I like the way he writes Alfred. Very snide, I so. very snide, especially once Alfred leaves Bruce and quits on him for this is like probably the fifth time that's happened within three years because Alfred likes to quit constantly <laughs> no matter what form of media, be it the cartoon, the stupid TV show or what have you. Gets in the taxi to go back to Wayne Manor. The driver says that's out of city limits. He's like, oh, so you know where it's at. I'll give you a 15% tip. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and the fifteen percent tip is like seven dollars on, or like fifteen dollars on, like a hundred dollar fare. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny.
2: Wait, no, no, it says it, I I did this math. Alfred gives the cab driver a fifteen percent tip of six dollars and seventy five cents. Therefore, probably costs around forty five dollars to get from okay. Gotham General to Wayne Manor.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty shitty. But he does say it's fifteen percent. We get to Wayne Manor with Alfred and he sees cobwebs and dust and bullshit everywhere and he confronts Azrael. This was my favorite part of the story. I, w- I hated this story so much that I thought it was fucking awesome when John Paul showed up in his bad armor asking what he was doing there. Over a course of a few minutes he convinces John Paul to look over Bruce Wayne after initially refusing and goes to clean Wayne Manor one last time. So Bruce as Sir Grey begins burning a painting in some fucking building somewhere, a public place, just to get on the news, to let Ash know that he's still alive. let him get tracked down and kidnapped on purpose through a very convoluted cat and mouse type of story. Apparently, Ash goons bring along a guy in a wheelchair to make it look like it's Sir Grey. So when Asriel beats up all these goons, he rescues the wrong person in a wheelchair, and they go off and successfully ki- kidnap Bruce, and they're all the way back to Santa Prisca. Yes. Uh, I kind of like the art. It reminded me of Bruce Timms, this, this art. I think this was uh, Eduardo Barreto. It was a very yeah. basic style, but it did look like uh, Bruce Timms or the animated series type of artwork towards the end, especially with
1: Asbats. Yeah, this was probably the highlight of this run was the art during. Um... It,
0: isn't it sad that the Asriel part was the best part of this story? Yes. After it was all the, the bullshit, best part. I, was so, like, I actually got so excited when I saw him show up. But, but these about-
2: panels were so well drawn and inked and like he was really dark and silhouette like and there was no uh, there was no word bubbles. It was just him kicking ass and being Batman.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised he wasn't talking out loud throughout all of this
1: in the uh, Denny O'Neill fashion. See, the whole part with the plot where they grab the bum and dress it up as Bruce Wayne. I don't understand why he wouldn't have just gone to Wayne's yacht because that's where he was. And Bruce told him that that's where he was going to be at i don't know that i like that they threw him off the scent but it does there was no it was a stupid way of doing it. yes yeah. and it was it was just dumb yeah it, it should have just been that they were just quicker than him getting to bruce and he yeah. didn't rescue him in time that's what they should have did the, the whole convoluted plan of hiring somebody else to be another guy in a wheelchair, paying him. And it also kind of points out how stupid John Paul is as a detective, I guess, that he doesn't think to go to the yacht immediately.
0: Yeah, they do the thing of this dupe is about to fall in the water. He's getting pushed away in his wheelchair, and he's refusing to go save what he thought is Bruce Wayne. He's more interested in just kicking ass. Yes. But we've, we've been beaten over the head with that at this point. So Not
1: enough because it keeps <laughs> happening.
2: Yeah.
0: So at this point, we have Bruce back in Santa Prisca for – no reason whatsoever. Asp wants to know how he survived because he's still Sir Grey at this point. And there's a hurricane brewing, so we all know Chekhov's hurricane has now come into play. Chandra's mind is childlike now due to these drugs, I would imagine, as well as the use of her powers, I guess, because of the childhood trauma from he's bringing up is just fucking with her so much. Yeah,
1: she's like floating in and out of being... An adult
0: and a child. Yeah. yeah. So Bruce never knows what's going on. I think on. it's like...
1: They don't really come out and address it. And I don't think it was known at the time, but I'm going to say it's like a PTSD type thing where she ignored all the stuff from when she was a kid. Yeah. And because she ignored it, she didn't address it. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's very murky. Yes. At this
0: point, I realize that Yuri is now called Fritz, unless this is a, a different giant heavy. I don't know if you guys noticed that at all, but he now... Just, What's that, Chris?
2: My only, like, real note besides basic plot points uh, was I just wrote really big, fuck Fritz.
0: <laughs> yeah, Fritz sucks ass. He just exists to get his ass beat.
1: Yeah. Well, he's like any other goon. I mean, he's just a goon. Yeah. So, I-, I don't know what
0: happens. He's a henchman. He doesn't
2: hench too good.
1: Yeah, he's really bad. I mean,
0: all henchmen are never great, but they make him to be this big, scary guy and He's, just, he's no oh. bird, damn it. Yeah, he, he is no bird because bird can actually fucking fight. So he tells Fritz slash Yuri to lock him up in the next room for now, Bruce, after he doesn't get the answers he wants, why he survived the, the mind killing technique. And then he says, when this slut has recovered, we will try again, which is slut count number 78 at this point for old Denny. We also cut the rob in talking to Gordon. Bruce gave them the information that he's in Santa Prisca somehow, but there's a hurricane coming, so they can't intervene. So I, I imagine that's just a reason for not having anyone else show up to save Bruce. This is another good point I like, where Bruce awakes and can only use his left arm, and he's wheelchair-bound again. He tries to escape, but he's just crawling around with one arm, and Fritz gets the drop. But, of course, he's gassed by his stupid uh, wheelchair that gets him out. of The bat everything. chair. Yeah, the bad chair. Chandra also exposes Bruce's identity at this point. She knows he's Bruce Wayne, and Asp hears this, and he's like, Oh, this is Bruce Wayne. This guy's... What the hell's going on? And she almost
1: ruins that he's also batman but later on in no no she does she does say something she says but well, maybe you could change into the batman Asp is like wait gray's the batman at this point he doesn't put two and two together he doesn't realize that
0: okay yeah. he's actually
1: bruce yeah she knows bruce wayne is batman she knows that's who it is yeah Asp is has no idea who he actually is so he just knows that whoever this person portraying gray is is batman Uh He doesn't put two and two together.
0: That's Bruce Wayne. Oh, and while he's eavesdropping and he sees they're talking again, he says, ah, the slut and her friend fucking fast and loose with this word. Bruce realizes that she is off and slipping in and out. Like you've mentioned, she tells him the origin that we already know. Yeah. Asp is shocked that he's, he's Batman. Fritz is all, duh. That's why I kept losing to a handicapped man. Because he was Batman. <laughs> Ash says Gray wasn't real, and that's why he survived more than like he figured out why he didn't survive. And then they get into a fist fight here Asp and Chandra start fighting while Batman fights Fritz again. And I, I like the art. Where he was fighting Fritz, it was really well done with desperation for Bruce being handicapped, them going at each other. It was just really well drawn.
1: I just like that Bruce only has one arm and he and still he kicks, still the kicks the his ass. Yeah. Yeah, it I was... love when he grabs him from the behind and just shoves his face into the ground and like knocks him out.
0: He beats Fritz, but he's completely conked out at this point. And Chandra stumbles with Aspen. He gets the upper hand on him, on her. And then Bruce admits at this point that after beating Fritz, he was going to marry her. And I just have in parentheses, what the fuck? There's, there's no rhyme or reason why he would. At this point, we should also mention that he realizes that she wasn't in on it because of the childlike state that she's in. And then Asp stands and mocks them with a gun. Bruce stabs a syringe, the same drugs that he was using on Kinsolving, into his hand, and Chandra uses her powers and kills him. So Asp's got... Got by Chandra. And then here comes the worst part of this whole story, if this didn't sound bad enough already. I'm not talking about the podcast. This is the part where Bruce says, oh, my back, I'm in so much pain. She's just like, okay, I'll heal you with her Jesus touch. And that's how he gets his back fixed. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck you guys are thinking here, but I, I actually dropped my tablet and... I mean, I was sitting down, but I actually <laughs> dropped my tablet and just shrugged, and I was just like, are you serious? I knew something I had bullshit. had more
2: or less the same reaction.
0: Yeah, I knew some bullshit was going to happen because there was only a few oh. pages left in this story, and I know he's walking around at the beginning of Night's End. I didn't know if Rachel did Gou- it was going to
2: Did it say anywhere why she couldn't use her powers on him earlier?
0: Uh, because there was some bullshit reason for No, it, it. it was
1: the whole... They, they set up... the like PTSD. PTSD. No, 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 no. It was all the, the, like I said, they set it up earlier that supposedly she could only use her powers effectively with Asps. Like it was the Fenris twins thing where the two of them oh, working okay. together, her powers only worked whenever he amplified it. I propose that her being a doctor, especially, you said this earlier already, that you call bullshit on my excuse, but I think that she could use a lesser ability to help heal her patients. Yeah. That's what I, th- they never explained that. It's, what do you say? D.S. No, It's really yeah. stupid that. All of a sudden, oh, now that her brother's around amplifying her powers, it works. Yeah. yeah. Donnie O'Neill
0: just hit the oh shit button.
1: The whole at the very end of it that it's like a one last shot that all of a sudden, even though she killed her brother, she uses it to completely heal Bruce back to 100%.
0: Yeah, she's now a childlike state and cuts to Bruce back in Gotham walking around. He has Consolving taken care of under a private uh, nanny and health care team and... Her own estate, and Bruce is just going to pay for it out of pocket. Yeah, that's it. it. It all that build up for a Jesus touch. The bigger insult, besides the Jesus touch, is the fact that they build up this consoling character, and now she's just gone. She just has a childlike state state of mind for the rest of her life. I don't know.
1: I've never seen her since, so I'm going to assume they just dropped her completely. Unfortunately, she probably was just. Uh, they created the character, didn't know what to do with her, yeah. and just quickly got rid of her. Yeah, and it is a shame. You can't have Batman marry, anyways. So once he
0: also started talking about how he wanted to marry her and tell her everything, that's usually the kiss of death for characters. Yeah. The character that was supposed to receive that information. Chris, did you have anything else to say about the stupid
1: Jesus touch or anything else? Uh,
2: Not really. Other than it's stupid. Yeah, it is.
1: We get the, I mean, I think it makes sense that they had to do something like that to heal him. The whole process of getting there was just, Absurd. I mean, was for a accept- comic book. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, if they could have established that she was slowly using her powers to heal her patients, but she wasn't able to be that strong with it before her brother interacted with her, I could accept that. But they, they just dropped it all on you as a. It was just poorly yeah. conceived.
0: And we get an epilogue here, which is the Robin book that kind of bridges the search into night's end which we'll talk about next episode robin is totally not spider-man but they keep putting him in spider-man situations uh the peter parker stuff of almost getting caught with his Aunt may which I, I thought was kind of amusing but we've, we've seen it a bajillion times they have bruce and tim go pick up jack at the airport bruce considers staying as bruce wayne and apparently he's totally cool with azriel's nonsense because i refuse to believe that he doesn't know what's going on at all they say that he finds out later or they show that he finds out later of what Azrael's done. They drop off Jack at
1: Side House and they go to the Wayne Manor. It's all off panel, is yeah. when he tells them. He's fine with it until they get Jack back home, and Tim's like, I need to talk to you. And then. He reveals, which is fine, because who knows how much wordage they would have wasted on him explaining it. Yeah. And they get to the manor, and it's abandoned. And he's like, wait, you? he killed Arbiter? Yeah, and- he, he, he learns that Abattoir is
0: dead, and he was responsible for the death of uh, Graham, his cousin. Well, Robin's telling him all this stuff. He says, Tim, you're supposed to handle these problems. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? He's like a 14-year-old, 15-year-old kid, and Bruce is kind of chiding him for not <laughs> dealing with this Abattoir situation. It's like, what the fuck you want him to do?
1: Well, right. yeah, well, he did leave a freaking psychopath. And, yeah, uh, which which they kind of Batman. try
0: to explain themselves out of that stupid corner in Night's End. They confront Azrael in the cave, and he comments on how, I kind of liked how they commented on how Azrael looks nothing like Batman, and he's a monster. Which is, yeah, it's kind of the point of how ridiculous and out of hand his outfit got. Tries to make Jean-Paul stand down, but he attacks Bruce and says he doesn't get the mantle back, he doesn't deserve it showing him going even more insane and John Paul leaves and says, don't be here when I get back. Just giving them a chance to leave. And Robin drives after him to try and stop him in a useless car chase where he gets driven off the road. And Bruce mentions getting training and turn for possibly his soul as in, I'm going to make a deal with the devil. I'm going to spoil right now as lady Shiva, he gets, he needs to get his edge back and that's the end of the search. I don't know if there's anything I missed there. It's Tom boring. Grummet. Tom Grummet draws a really good as bats. Yes. It. Yes, he does. Tom Grummet, yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with his art. I tried to figure out what I don't like about it, and I think it's his foreheads. He draws everyone with old man forehead, even kids. You're looking at the cover to this trade right now, and you can see these eyebrows are just bulging on a 14-year-old, 15-year-old kid.
1: I think what I don't like about it is that when characters, like Asbats has his helmet on, so you can't see his face. He draws faces. They're all the same to me. They're all old man face. Yeah. They look like like, Jack Lennon. Again, Bruce and Robin look exactly the same as Superman and Superboy. Yeah, whenever he drew it. During the death of Superman stuff, so yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have a very good way of discerning different characters. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I don't God, you that. ain't
2: kidding. I'm looking at it right now, and they literally like the only way you can tell them apart is I mean obviously they're outfits, but if you're just holding up the heads, the only thing you can tell them apart by is the wrinkles. Yeah. Well,
1: and I mean Bruce on the cover there, he looks exactly like Superman looks, and you would never know there's a difference because he also he, looks like Jack Drake. I thought that was Robin's dad at first because that's the cover to Robin. Yeah. <laughs> but again, he draws like he draws as bats um, as a good decent character, and later on yeah. during night, Nights Nights Ends, we see him draw Batman in character and without you know when they're wearing masks and whatnot, he draws the characters pretty well. I think it's yeah. just without a helmet or something, change it up, they just all look the same. I usually go last on these, but for, for rating like
0: negative one, we we can't do negatives because that'll just destroy the math. I gave this a zero this was completely Ugh. unnecessary we said how bad lake of fire was and how anemic night quest was the crusade at least this was absolutely dreadful i hated this book the fact that it made me like jean paul and actually happy that he showed up is saying something of how bad this book is <laughs> those positive things i set aside denny o'neill writing a good alfred the art from Baratto, i believe is how you pronounce his name this was just fucking dreadful i hated it i absolutely hated this I'm not going to give it
1: a zero. I'll give it like a two, but a two. I think again, when you, I feel like all this stuff that we're reading is not crucial, but it's the whole story and you need to read it when you read night's end and night's end and nightfall. And I think this is part of this, the overall story. It's part of it. And I'm only going to read it once. I'm not glad I read it, but I never read it. It's part of the story and it's, I can sum it all up. And after having read it, a couple of lines. Or a couple sentences but i didn't know this didn't know what happened before but if you're going to read the read the whole nightfall night's end night's quest it's part of the story but it's, it's a two that's very nice of you
2: chris uh i'm also going to give it a two <clears throat> um pretty much for the same reason that it is part of the entire story so it is necessary but goddamn, there was a lot of bullshit that sucked in it the uh legends of the dark knight 60 is like the highlight those last four pages with Eduardo Breto's artwork. Yeah, I mean that's really like the only good thing I can pull from it. Uh Legends of the Dark Knight fifty nine, like the first two pages with the English doctor telling Bruce, if you keep doing this, you are not gonna get better, it's gonna get worse, and you're a fucking idiot for doing this. It was like the way it was written was really good, uh, and it was a good way if you were coming in right away to know what's going on. Yeah, it's just unless you're really reading this whole thing end to end, just skip it, honestly.
0: They had to explain how Bruce healed his back to take on Asriel and what happened and do something with the consoling character. Jack Drake didn't really matter. I mean, they could have left him out, but
1: yeah, they really could have.
0: It was just, it was just a thing to get her to work. It was just a hostage situation for her to go along with the stupid scheme. A better way. I, I immediately thought of this too. I wasn't toiling around and thinking of how you can make this better. But, like I said, I thought this was a racial ghoul thing. You could have easily did the globe trotting thing with Rachel Ghoul. He could have kidnapped consolving and made some bullshit thing about how his Lazarus pits who resurrect and only problem with the resurrection is that it makes them go insane. consolving's power could somehow tie into making you not going insane or lessen the
1: extent or something.
0: yeah, he could have made consolving yeah. do that, and that would have been better because you've already established these goofy Lazarus pits. And oh, okay, you can reveal over time she had this healing power, but they
1: went in this completely bad yeah, Like I said, I wish she would have did something where she confessed that she's been healing her patients on her own. If you did the Raishal Ghoul thing, he shows up later in
0: a year's time for the legacy storyline. I don't, we're not going to read that even though it involves Bane, but no, Raishal ghoul if we went with that, he shows up later. There could have been some continuity there. You didn't have to throw Consolving out and turn her into a vegetable. I don't know. You guys... You guys are very nice people for giving this a two. I, I thought this was bad. The <laughs> only thing you need to know from the search is that Bruce gets the Jesus touch. He's going to fight Azrael. Yeah. That's, that's it. Altogether, averages out a 1.3, which I believe was the same as Lake of Fire, whatever. See, I think this is actually better than Lake of Fire. but That's, that's impressive. I, I, fire, I, I like Lake of Fire, fire Lake being of in of continuity. Fire. I don't know. Yeah, that's what we'll talk about next week as well, that's our next episode. Yeah. yeah.
1: We have an email question here. No, thank God. A highlight to this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if you wanted to send an email to this podcast of stuttering and stammering and nonsense, Chris, where would you send that email to?
2: You would send that email to therunpod at gmail.com. Jonathan,
1: that's therunpod at
2: gmail.com.
0: All right, this email comes in from Latex69. Oh, boy. It's it's not erotic, which is weird. I thought it would have been resulting in the fan fiction. And they ask, do you guys like it when someone adds a power later down the line into someone's canon? What was your favorite one, if so? Wolverine's hot claws is a weird one. I don't know if it's just like, what is it? He gets angry. I haven't read it yet. He gets angry
1: and they get hot. I haven't read the last issue of, was is it The Return? Yeah. And they haven't explained it yet. Per se, uh, I I can't say but Charles Soule is writing that,
0: which is a shame because I like his work, especially on Daredevil. At least some so. of it, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I like some of the secondary mutation stuff they did with the mutants um, in New X Men when they did that, what in two thousand one or two. Oh God, you're I'm so old. Yeah, um, but I think the mo- my favorite had to have been, and they immediately erased it, which kind of sucked. And I don't know if it was new powers, but whenever we had the Spider Man, the other story That's that, what I was gonna that say. he he wasn't fully in touch with his his abilities and it was depressing that they didn't progress with it past that initial story arc, a couple issues after that. And then it went away. They just didn't address that. He was just more in touch with his abilities is what it was.
0: Yeah. I I was going to say the other slash what, uh, this Avengers disassembled did where he got organic webbing and he could talk to spiders telepathically. Yeah. He was more in touch with that. Yeah, which Trasinski did with his powers and the the ability to be a spider, tapping into that whole goofy mythology. I enjoyed that. Dan Slot, I believe, brought that up a few times, how he's like, Oh yeah, I remember I can kinda sort of talk to spiders and get information from them. I think Dan Slot did that early on, but they dropped the ball on that, whisked that under the rug.
1: What was even just like the fact that he didn't do it before, but he was able to use his – how he's able to stick to walls. But then he figured out, well, I can just have people stick to me. He could yeah. like hold on to yeah. people like that. And yeah. then he made webbing you know, a giant web net and he was in the middle of like a building that was collapsed. Yeah. And again, that was, a, that was the one and only time they used it, which was stupid. But he he was searching for victims of the collapsed building, made a giant web, and he was able to actually f- just stop and felt yeah. – the little twinges in his net, like a real spider does. Right. And was able to rescue the person and just stick them to his back. And I know you don't want to write stories specifically for that, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you could have progressed with that and they didn't. Chris,
2: I don't mind it too much. So long as it stays consistent, I mean, you brought up the points with like the other and everything like Spider-Man got all these powers and then they kind of just disappeared. So I think if you're going to add on something like that, it should have some continuity. So I liked, you know, back in the day when they revealed that Wolverine had bone claws. And that's been canon ever since. So I'm okay that's with good. that. I just I just hate cheap gimmicky stuff. Um,
1: like the hot claws? Like not. what
2: the other was. And apparently the hot claws. My Marvel is six months behind because I read on Unlimited. Yeah. It's, I'm very much looking forward to reading that.
0: I'm trying to think of any other secondary mutations off the top of
1: my head. The White Queen one she got was random, but I liked it. Made sense. But it was kind of cool that she you know, she turned a diamond and was kind of strong, but then she lost her ability to be telepathic. So it was like a, a strength Trade of off. A Yes, I, I liked hers. Beast turning kind of cat-like. Yeah. They didn't really do too many other mutants that I remember.
0: I think that's going to do it for us. Next episode is Night's End. We're finally going to get a finale to this shit show. Maybe it's not a shit show though. We're gonna read it, find out. It's it's got to be better in the search. That's, oh, that's all yes. I gotta say.
1: A lot of things
2: can't it. get worse, uh,
0: and yeah, it can't get worse. And Chris, until next time.
2: Until next time, to be continued. There you go. <laughs> it only took us fucking nine episodes to think of something, and it's so obvious. Yeah. To be continued.
0: Wow, you stuck with the show to the end. This show was produced and edited by me, as well as those OSA lovely vocals were by me. Also, a special thank you to Kimberly Lee for the show art. You can see more of her work at KimberlyLeeArt.Weebly.com. If you truly enjoyed this, please share it and tell a friend and vote us five stars on whatever podcast platform you use. As that would help us out tremendously. Thank you so much for listening.